Assalamu alaikum, welcome to Way Arak, a podcast created by Somali women discussing all things Somali related. Welcome back to another episode. In this episode, we continue where we left off in life after miscarriage. This is part two, the healing process. Um, there are a uh, few steps um, that a person can take, but I hope that Naima can also um, chip in and contribute. One, the first step towards the healing process would probably recommend would be to educate yourself, knowing that it's, you know, like we've mentioned the stats already, that one in four women have miscarriages. Um, tr- uh, pr- um, if you're not praying, but, you know, make lots and lots of du'as, recite the remembrance of Allah, have a good support system. Now, sometimes in our communities, unfortunately, particularly the older people, they may not, um, they may not, they might tell you don't talk about us, I have us, they shame or so forth, but we do need to educate them that we need to get, move our mindset away from this Arab culture, like don't mention this, don't mention this negativity. But we need to move towards a place that's saying like it's okay. Let's talk. Let's say something. So try and find somebody or people around you that are able to support you and give you and remind you of the Quran. Because when you're going through such a trauma, sometimes you're not. You know, a lot of us are not going to go and think Allah Quran Salah. You know, at, at the time I think we're so immersed in this trauma that we forget. And so it's good to have people around us to remind us of the Quran, of the Hadith, and so forth. Um, and it's it's a grieving process, and I think we do need to acknowledge that it is a grieving process. You have lost a, a, a fetus or a child, um, and you know, and the grieving process is you might be shocked, you might be angry, you may be um, frustrated, thinking why is it me, and all these things. So it's it's okay to go through that process. Um, do not go to any social gathering um, too quickly. Um, try to kind of um, heal through first before you go into any social gathering or before you see any groups of people. Make sure that you're okay and prepared to talk before you let others in. And um, don't lose hope and be patient because just because you've had this miscarriage doesn't mean that you can't have another child. Um, Um, hadith that Naim has mentioned has been, you know, the hadith of um, Ibn Majah where the Prophet ﷺ said, by the one whose hand is in my soul, truly the miscarried, miscarried child will continually drag its mother with its umbilical cord to paradise, um, provided one expects recompense. Um, so this hadith said, you know, if you if, if if you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are patient with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this child that you have lost will be your 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 key to Jannah in the sense that he, he that, that child will drag you by the to you, will drag you into Jannah. Um, Naima, is there any other from your experience um, towards healing? Is there any other advice that you'd like to give? Anything that you would add? Have you got any comments in related to some of the tips? Or have you got any further tips that you'd like to give in, in healing? 
Um, I do agree with all the tips that you said, definitely. And for me, the things that worked was <laughs> you have to you have to talk to someone. Like don't 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 leave it and just assume that you'll be over it by not talking to someone about it. Because I didn't talk to anyone about it for two weeks, and that made me uh, that put me in a very dark place. So just listen to yourself. Know that if you want to talk to somebody, talk to someone you can trust. If you don't have anyone, like for me, like my, I couldn't speak to my family. So if you don't have family or friends, talk to, get into a Facebook group and go to like a miscarriage support group and just talk to someone about it. And I'm, I guarantee you'll feel so much better. And the second thing is... Um, if you cry about it as much as you want, there's no limit. Just cry about it because if you don't cry and you hold it in, you're gonna, you're not gonna recover that quickly. You're just gonna prolong the whole trauma and the whole experience, and it's just gonna, it's just gonna put you in a much more deeper place. So, just cry it out. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Let people see you cry. Whatever you know, you're not there to please people. You're going through a difficult time and if people don't want to see you cry they can leave the room and and then after you cry and everything you it'll be much easier for you to accept so once you're in the acceptance and period and just know that um this is this is not um this is not a temporary this is not a forever pain it's just a temporary pain and that you can, you will get pregnant again. And listen to a lot of positive mindset um, mindset videos because you will be in a negative mindset. You will feel like you're a failure, like your body's failed you. You're not a good mother. Like God doesn't want you to have babies. He has like your mind is gonna take you to a very dark place. So listen to motivational videos and talk to people, get your, get your life busy, um, start doing the things that you like doing. It's just, this is a time for you to spoil yourself, so just so you can go back to yourself again. And if you do, if you do work, I would say at least have a month to yourself because it takes a month to recover your body and your mind. So don't rush into work because you would just rush back to and um, you would rush back to square one. So, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, uh, Naima. Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, I just wanted to piggyback um, with what both of you were saying in terms of um, uh, how to... Um, deal with miscarriage so um there's actually a miscarriage association um in the uk so um so they basically have the knowledge to help so um and in their um on their website they have a lot of advice um in terms of um for the women and for the women's support system so for her partner or her family and her friends and and a lot of the um advice that they're given is basically what both of you have said which is so true so in terms of um family and friends they should simply say um they're sorry and allow that 
um, allow the woman to breathe. Um, they shouldn't say, you know, things like, you know, don't talk about it. It was meant to be, it was probably for the best, you know, like these like ridiculous things. Um, and obviously if you can't find the words, just be there for them. So I think this was again, a really important, um, podcast that we did to give you, like you said, um, the chance to talk about it. And, and like you said, talking was healing for you. Um, and yeah, and then again, keeping in touch. So again, you know, Layla was a really good support system to you because she stayed in touch with you during those difficult times. Um, and of course, as always, it's difficult to support the person. So again, you know, a bit like with your with your mum, like it's kind of she's never experienced it. Again, in our culture, it's sort of a lot of things. Um, you know, are, are are kind of like shameful to talk about in public. Um, which is which is ridiculous because it's so common and it's so painful, and um, I remember though my mum having a really bad miscarriage, like it was like really late pregnancy when it happened, and I was very young, but I remember she had all of her friends coming over cooking for her. She was on bed rest, she was so upset. It was like a very very difficult time for her, and um, so I don't understand this idea of not talking about it because if my mum didn't talk about it then her friends wouldn't have been there to support her through that difficult time so yeah I don't know it could be to do with like generational or something um or it could also be you know I don't know like yeah but there's strength in talking about it in it's a way of facing um this really traumatic um thing um yeah, um, and again, like Leila touched on, um, yeah, um, you know, understanding that this is very, like, the mental health aspect of it is very, very crucial. Because I remember exactly like what you said. I was very young, but I remember with my mum, I do recall overhearing conversations with her friends where she was, like, really anxious and really worried about trying for another baby. And, um, you know, her making the decision, actually, you know what, I don't know if I could go through this again because it's just that one worry of you know will if I get pregnant again will I have another miscarriage like um yeah so the anxiety of you know trying for a baby after um a miscarriage is just I can't even imagine but as I say you know like as a child you pick up on all these energies and you overhear these conversations and you're thinking oh my god this seems you know it felt like well, it was a death in the family, you know. It was like a taxi, you know, like when people come and say sorry for your loss and stuff. So, um, so the mental health aspect is so crucial. Um, and then again, um, I think as well, it's very important, like, you know, Leila said and like you said, Naima, you know, like finding out, like, um, you know, the, the science behind it. Um, and the thing is, in terms of... Um, uh, the Islamic side of things. I think that also, as Muslims, that gives us so much um, comfort knowing that, you know, there's a hadith here. The Messenger of Allah said, by the one in whose hands is my soul, the miscarried fetus will drag his mother to paradise by his cord if she was patient, hoping to be rewarded. So so this is exactly the hadith that, you know, Layla was telling you, Naima, um, during that really difficult time where you just heard the news and, like, you're recovering. So, again, 
yeah um so knowledge finding out you know like um uh um what to do and when to expect um you know for 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 you to heal so the science side the knowledge side and then the islamic side as well um yeah so in terms of um questions um that i had for you um what did you um so what happened in your second pregnancy how did that how did you manage to um overcome the grief of the first pregnancy and deal with the second pregnancy question one and then question two Naima is um um I know that um in terms of the UK some hospitals do offer um burial for the for the fetus um did you do anything like that did you have like a ceremony did you have a did you bury it or I know I know you had the incident in your house in your living room um but was it marked in any way did you want to did you not want to um also of course please don't answer anything that is too upsetting I wouldn't want to upset you but um I'm just thinking in terms of um uh kind of how did you find closure did you do anything kind of ceremonial in terms of that closure or was it just a gradual over time kind of um uh situation where over the three weeks you were recovering emotionally mentally physically and then you were able to go back into work and then get back into a normal day-to-day life which helped you further recover is that what happened or did you have like a or did you not want to have a ceremony or anything um yeah, that's a very good question um I'll answer the first question and for me like I thought that you know these the first, I thought I already recovered from the miscarriage but when I got pregnant again I was more anxious than I was my on my previous um, pregnancy obviously because I didn't go through a miscarriage so every symptom that I had or anything that I was doing I kept I was very I was more careful and every symptom that I had I was like oh my god I'm gonna have a miscarriage oh my god I'm gonna have a miscarriage so that that, oh my God, I'm going to have a miscarriage, went through all the way to, till I gave birth. So I wasn't, I, I knew I was pregnant, but I was, in my back of my mind, I thought I could get, mis- I could, you know, I could have another miscarriage. So I wasn't really connecting with the baby that much because I didn't want to disappoint myself, which you shouldn't really do. It's the wrong thing to do. But after like seven, eight months, I started connecting with the baby. I thought, okay, I've passed, you know, eight months of the pregnancy. So this pregnancy is going really well. So I'm, I will start connecting with the baby. But the thing, it, the most thing that it didn't, the thing that didn't allow me to enjoy the pregnancy was the first four months of the pregnancy, I was bleeding. So I felt like every time I was bleeding, I felt like I was having a miscarriage, miscarriage all over again. So I was, I was felt like I was living in a nightmare. I was never calm in my pregnancy. Every day I was in the hospital just to check if I had a miscarriage or not. And each time it's like, every time they say, okay, the baby's fine, there's a heartbeat, it's like a big relief. But every week I had to go to the hospital because I was bleeding so the only time I really enjoyed my pregnancy was after eight months 
that's when I kind of stopped bleeding. Um, yeah, and the second question is, I remember when it all, obviously when it all came out, my mom came in, came back to the room and uh, my mom was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know what to do. What should we do? Like, I don't want to, because you can see, you can see a little bit of the fetus, to be honest. And, but you don't know which part is which. So this part is a bit triggering. You don't know which part is which. So anyways, my mom was like, what do you want to do? Do you want to throw it in the bin? I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel comfortable throwing it in the bin. And my mom was like, she agreed. She said, okay, okay. And she said, don't throw it in the bin. So I remember, this is a bit, it's a bit gross, but I remember... Um, laying it in a, I think, a paper or something, and we left it in the living room. And I said to my mom, like, I don't want to put it in the bin. I just want to sleep tonight and have it there. And then tomorrow, inshallah, I'll be over it, and then we can take it somewhere. And then my mom was like, okay. So she, me and my mom, we slept in the living room, and obviously the fetus was there. We all slept in the living room, and it felt, it felt like it felt good because I felt if I put it in the bin, I felt really guilty. So me sleeping in the living room with this fetus there was closure, and I know that a lot of people um they they bury it, and some people they do like a necklace thing a necklace thing but for me it was just the closure was just spending one night with the with the fetus there that was me and then later on I just I don't remember I can't remember what we did but I remember like every on that due date I always remember uh, the baby I have a name for the baby uh, every time every time Every month of that day, I'm always grateful to Ilahi and everything. And obviously that due date is something I can never forget. So I always remember every year. And the other issue with it is like, once I, because this baby was supposed to be due at, in August. And my sister was pregnant at the same time as Mahala, as me. But her, obviously she had a healthy baby. And the thing about my sister is she gave birth to the due date that I was supposed to deliver. So for me, I was happy and I felt like upset at the same time because I was like, oh my God, I was supposed to have this baby this time as well. But yeah, but it's, it's, it's Hadla, it's been like a year now and I'm more, more, I'm, I've recovered, but it's not something you recover after three weeks. Especially if you wanna, if you want to have another baby, it, the recovery is longer because you will be anxious about every little thing, and a lot of people will look at you like, "Oh, you're a bit crazy, this and that," but you know yourself because you went through a miscarriage, and the doctors they're more lenient and they're more nicer to you because they're like, "Okay, you've gone through a miscarriage, so we will listen to you know, you know." If you want another ultrasound, we will give you the reassurance and stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of people thought I was crazy because everything, every little thing I was anxious about. 
but I didn't care at the end of the day because I went through that traumatic and they didn't. So and for me <coughs> to be anxious about it was kind of reassuring. But yeah, that's that's my story. But I didn't do any mem- memorial and burial stuff like that. I just there was no time. And I felt like I got the closure that I needed. I think I think there's um, I think there's so much beauty in what you've just described, and thank you so much for sharing all this with us. This is so sensitive and personal and intimate. So I appreciate you sharing this with us, and I hope it you know gives you um, as much healing as possible. Um, yeah, I think there's like there's there's so much beauty in what you've said. Um, having the fetus that was inside you that would have been a baby that you would have had with you outside in the world you had a chance to do that even if it was for one night and I think I don't know there's something really poetic and beautiful about that Um, yeah and um, and and you know um, there's one thing I remembered I wanted to to just touch on Um, I think um, when you were initially sharing your story you kind of said a few things where you were like oh you know um you know my first pregnancy like when you first like heard about it you know you were like maybe too excited or maybe do this you maybe do that and I just wanted to just um just to kind of um highlight to you that none of this is your fault none of this was in like it was completely fate you know none of it was anything that you had a part to play in and um and I and I just wanted to because I feel like we all have this negative voice in our heads that kind of sometimes isn't very kind to us and I think um and I just wanted you to be kind to yourself and to just kind of stop yourself if you and I suppose this is why it's important to talk about it because then you sometimes say things when you're talking about something very traumatic that you don't realize and then whoever's listening can be like hey actually that's don't that's not fair don't say that about yourself so so yeah like I you know just to kind of say oh when you were telling the story you might not have realized this but you were kind of saying a few things that was kind of blaming yourself or kind of saying oh I shouldn't have done I shouldn't I should have I should have should have you know that sort of thing um and it's kind of like no no like no matter what it was like destined it was fate it would have happened and um having kind words to say about yourself and being kind to yourself is another way for you to heal because it's it's a fact like um it was going to happen regardless so I just wanted to point that out um but yeah um Again, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I really blame myself because I blame my mindset for thinking, why weren't you happy? Like, why weren't you 100% happy with your pre- first pregnancy? That's why you had the miscarriage. And that was obviously the wrong thing to do. But then once I had the miscarriage, it made me realize how, how much I wanted to be a mum. Like in the beginning, I I just, I didn't want to be a mom that much. <clears throat> but after the miscarriage, it made me realize how much I want to be a mom, how much I want to be pregnant and how much I want, how much I'm grateful for. So that the miscarriage kind of shifted my brain into, the, in the, it made me realize that, yes, I actually do want to be a mother. It's not, I just don't want to be pregnant for the sake of it. So. If I can ask you, what what is um, uh, for for anybody you know who's listening and their friend or their sister or their cousin 
or anybody, one of their family members, anybody that they know, um, what advice can you give them in supporting somebody who've ha- who's had a miscarriage? Like, what can somebody say? What can they do? Can Should they give flowers, chocolates? I don't know. What advice would you give um, other people in supporting somebody who has gone through what you have gone through? Yeah. I would say definitely... Um, just be there, just be present with the person, just grieve with them, listen to them. There's no need with chocolates, but flowers do work. But I would say just listen to them and just be present. Don't say things like, oh, you can try again later, or oh, I know someone who's had a miscarriage and they've given birth, none of that stuff. Just be there for the person and just listen to them. That's my biggest um advice I'd like to add that um you know I I think one of the this is this has been a very um good learning uh, experience for me personally um because I haven't had children I'm not pregnant now I'm not due to be pregnant anytime like this month Um, but still, I think it's very informative and, it's, and it was very educational. Um, and um, I've taken a lot from this conversation. And I think as well, um, uh, you know, this is also um, something that um, men and uh, other family members as well need to hear as well. So it's not just something that's informative for women um because from from what we've heard from your experience Naima, um you know this has also emotionally and mentally impacted your partner you know he was he was grieving with you he was there on the journey you know and so um reading up what what you know the miscarriage association say they say you know from the time that the parents get the news that they're having a baby they form a bond so he was obviously your partner was also hurt and upset about you know the news and then the subsequent treatment um from that doctor he wasn't compassionate and so I think you know it's this is something that needs to be um talked about and I think as well another really um educational point from this discussion that I've taken is that um uh you didn't you didn't let yourself be silenced you know like when your sisters and your mum, who I'm sure were feeling your pain who I'm sure were also hurting themselves because they were also excited for a new arrival and your first child as well um you didn't let yourself be silenced you 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 talked to you 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 know you were vocal you shared you also invited them in so uh, and you said how you wanted to be supported you know like when you I think a lot of the time when we're hurting it's so easy to close people off and to try to deal with it ourselves but I think uh, another you know really good point of information that I got from here is you allowed people in which must have been so difficult you know that night when you that night when you were sleeping in that room you you know allowed your your mom to be there and to share that moment with you so I think you know there are so many takeaways from this conversation um how to deal with miscarriage emotionally mentally physically um and so yeah it's been a very very interesting conversation and um yeah yeah that's that's my main points my closing points um that was 
you know, I, I think you've, you, you've, you've done really well with the closing point. Um, and we'll just wrap this up. Um, I, there's nothing else to say, really, is it? I think you've just summed everything up, really. <laughs> um, again, um, Naima, I can't really thank you enough for being brave enough to come up and, and share your story. And, um, and for me personally, it's been a very um, educational moment myself as well. Um, because this is something that, you know, for me personally, like I've kind of like, I, I have seen it and I've seen so many sisters go through miscarriages and it's, it's, it's from the outside looking in, it's always been a bit um, uh, awkward or not knowing how to um, uh, respond or deal with, you know, or what, what to say. But I've learned so much um, uh, from you. Um, may Allah Azawajah give you many children as you wish. Um, and with that said, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening in. Um, until next time, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us on this episode. If you have any inspiring stories that you would like to share or you have an important issue that you would like us to discuss, please email us at wayaarak30 at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at wayaarakexperience. Until next time. <laughs>